What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Bamboo Podcast, teaching only the fastest and most sustainable social media growth strategies out there. I'm your host, Derek Fidel, and on today's episode, we are talking about how many social media platforms should you be on. This is for business owners, and the answer is not that simple. I would love to just say three and then call the episode over, but um, I'm going to give you the proper answer. I'm going to really break it down and tell you based on your situation uh, how many you should be on, which ones they should be even. I'm going to help you pick that and just give you a little bit more direction and uh, how you should even think about this so that you can understand uh, the answer to this question more so than just taking my word for it. I'm definitely going to equip you with um, the way that you should be looking at how your business exists on social media so that you can always know this answer for yourself. So before we get into that, uh, quick update. I am now coming out with two podcast episodes a week. Uh, the way that I was able to make this happen is that I'm actually no longer putting the podcast on YouTube. So that's also why I wanted to talk about how many platforms should you be on because my answer is actually changing right now. And I don't like to talk about business moves that I'm currently in the process of but haven't seen play out yet. Uh, something that I like to talk about in a way that I'm like teaching you guys. Like I'm not going to talk about like this is the best idea I've ever had because it hasn't played out yet. But I am going to tell you why I decided to stop recording my podcast and putting it on YouTube and instead just come out with two audio podcasts a week. Um, So I'm also going to talk about how I've really scaled back on a lot of other social media platforms recently, and that just goes hand in hand with how many um, you should be on. Um, more so, though, I will say that this episode is how many traffic sources should you be working on? How many organic traffic sources should you be working on? Because things like podcasts and even YouTube or blog posts are not really considered social media. They're just traffic sources, um, but it really is, you know, should be considered the same in the answer to this question because this is how to answer the question. You need two different types of sources, and those two types of sources are, one, a way to find new customers, and then two, a way to interact with those customers. Rarely are those platforms the same, so very rarely are you going to only be on one platform. Instagram pre-2018 was good enough at for organic reach as well as interacting with your customers that really you could pretty much do everything with only Instagram a few years ago. Your business would just be at risk of, you know, if your Instagram got disabled, you'd be really screwed. And, you know, if Instagram ever was not a thing, then you would also be really screwed. Um, and who knows, you know, like three years ago, you didn't even know it was going to be a thing today. So um, it wouldn't have been a smart idea for that reason, but you really could have done it uh, found customers and sold to them on just Instagram. Nowadays, Instagram is extremely hard to rely on as your means of finding new customers. And that's what I talk about in episode 147, I'm pretty sure it is, which is called, Can You Grow on Instagram? And should you likely have different answers? And by grow, I mean like find new customers. And um, it's very difficult to do. And even if you can do it, it's not at all something you can rely on. So I will still go out and say that pretty much no matter who you are, even if you are still getting a decent amount of hashtag impressions on your posts, 
it still is not finding you so many new customers all the time on demand that you can likely just rely on that traffic source. The ultimate one for finding new customers is always going to be paid ads. So let me just mention that because no matter what, if you're starting on podcasts or YouTube as your means of finding new customers, it's still going to be a long road and you want it to be a little bit more on demand now. So if that's not going to be through organic messaging and directly outreaching to your customers like that, you will have to have something like paid ads going and you can be a brand new business owner in your first couple of weeks and get paid ads going and find thousands of people immediately. So that's going to be the best means of finding new customers for most of you. So just take that into consideration as I'm talking about you need to have a traffic source to find new people and then one for nurturing them. If you are a new business owner and that new and that traffic source for finding new people is going to take a while, then I would probably look at doing paid ads. So what would be some examples of traffic sources that are good for communicating with your current customer base? Obviously, Instagram is going to be the answer for almost all of you. LinkedIn is also great for this. You can't post stories on LinkedIn, so it's a little bit harder to do. Um, TikTok, you can go live but you can't post stories and the chances that your own following sees what you post is actually still pretty small. And the reason why is because the viral potential over there is still a lot higher. So it's very hard for an app to have both very high viral reach as well as very high reach to people that follow you, right? It's like (laughs) they only have so much you know, reach to give around. They only have so many people going through so much of the feed per day. So it kind of has to be them picking one. Are we going to be the platform for viral content or the content where everyone who follows you is probably going to see it? And that's a large reason why, if you listen to that past episode, why Instagram's organic reach is down so much is because it also kind of increased the reach to your own followers. So it's kind of a benefit, but you got to be able to see that side of it too. So what are some examples of um, platforms to go find people on? Podcast is mine, right? I will like always use my own business as an example just because I can give, you know, an exact answer of an exact business and give you more reasonings than if it was just a made up business on the spot. But for me, um, the podcast is where I find most of my new people. YouTube is also phenomenal for that, right? Like you don't really, you do watch a lot of content from people you subscribe to, but a lot of what you see on YouTube is content that you're not currently subscribed to. There's also very little ways that people can interact with their following. And it's not to say that you can't, but it wouldn't be the platform that you'd really want to just solely rely on, right? If you're a YouTuber, you probably really have a Um, an effort of trying to get people over to your Instagram, say, go follow me over there, DM me over there, because you can't send DMs on YouTube. And that's really probably the biggest feature that needs to be um, with this platform that is for interacting with your followers. You have to have the ability to directly message them, not just, you know, comment back to them on a post. So other posts that, um, you know, Pinterest is also good for finding new people. I'm not even sure if there's DMs on Pinterest. I don't think there is, but it is a little bit more for finding new people. Um, SEO is definitely for finding new people if you're writing blog posts with SEO. And you basically want one of each until one of them has a dead set strategy that is just super replicatable. You don't want to add another one. All right, here's in a perfect world how you should do it. You, you would start on one platform, you would gr- get a content strategy down that works, 
that finds new customers slash converts new customers. You've got a posting schedule down. You've got your content templates. Maybe you have templates for stories and your regular posts and your IGTVs. And you still might have to do reels on your own. Those are pretty hard to delegate. But you basically get your content strategy down so much that's producing results too. It has to be producing results. Otherwise, if you delegate it to to someone and then it doesn't still make you money, you won't be able to delegate this job and have it be paid for. All right. Like in a, in a perfect world, you would get so good at the platform, get it down to a science that you could teach someone, then you would teach someone, and then you would go figure out a new platform while also not letting the platform that you've built, you know, fall off. Right. Because you can't just be like, awesome. I got an Instagram following. I'm not going to post anymore over there. We've got plenty of customers. Like you still have to do so much work to keep up any of these platforms. And that's why when people try to add new ones before they've even figured one out, it makes it very difficult. So it's kind of like spinning plates. If you think about, you know, someone who is spinning plates on those like metal stands or whatever, and uh, they're holding like up like five plates that are all spinning they don't do it by just like starting them all at the same time, right? They get one spinning until it's totally done and it's ready and then they put it on one hand and it just sits there, okay? And until you're able to just like get it up and running yourself and then delegate it off, it's really hard to start adding multiple platforms. And that is why a lot of businesses, they kind of just are okay at a lot of different platforms. One point I wanna make before I forget about it is that should you make an account on all social media platforms? Yes, you should. Should you do a couple posts on all of them? Yes, you should. The reason why is because when people start to look for your business, which if you're brand new, you know, it's going to be a while, um, but they'll search for you on whatever platform they want to, all right? uh, Regardless of where you would like them to first search you. For instance, for me, like my LinkedIn, like I don't really focus on there. I've done like a few posts over the last couple of years, Um, But it's not okay for me to not have my LinkedIn ready, all right? Because there's enough people that search for Derek Vidal, and I can't have their first impression of me be my LinkedIn page that, you know, still says I work at my last job, right? So like stuff like that, do I have to, am I growing on LinkedIn? No. Do I have to have my LinkedIn set up? Yes, (laughs) all right? So you don't know where people are going to search for you. Um, so you don't know where your first impression is going to come from. So you do want a presence on most of these places or just be completely absent so that they can't find you at all, right? So like get it, get it set up though. Um, if you're, if you have the account, like get it set up enough that it's not a bad first place for someone to find you or at least direct them to where they should be. Okay. But the other reason why you really want to focus on one platform at a time. And then once it's ready, then add the new one. Um, I think one of the main points that I just made is that you're not not only going to do it, you're also going to learn about it. Okay. So for instance, for me, like when I do podcasting, do you think I have to watch YouTube videos about how to improve my audio quality? What kind of mic is the best? Um, How do you publish on multiple different channels, right? How do you SEO a podcast? How do you find new guests? Do you think I have to learn all that stuff? Of course I do, right? I have to spend so much time learning to be able to keep up with it too. It's not just, yeah, I record the episode, I edit it, and I click publish. There's tons of learning that goes on behind the scenes if I'm actually going to have a chance to be a competitive podcast, right? And I also have to be thinking about it. That's the other thing. I have to be constantly thinking like, who should my next guest be? What should my next episode be? You know, so strategically, 
I, I can hopefully find some new audience members. There's the thinking that goes in part with it. So now when I add YouTube, not only do I add, you know, just having all this extra equipment and pressing record, um, but now I also have the skills of video editing, um, but I also have the learning that I have to do about how to make thumbnails, how to do keywords on YouTube, just learning how the YouTube algorithm works. There's so much other stuff that you have to learn. And what happens usually is if you are trying to do too many platforms at before you have enough knowledge on how to execute one, like let's say I'm trying to do YouTube and then podcast and then um, and then I've got like, you know, Instagram, Facebook and like Clubhouse going on. I've got like my schedule full of like post here, post a story here, go live here, film a YouTube here. And what happens is you create your whole schedule that makes so much sense on paper, but you don't schedule any learning. You're working on five platforms that are always changing, right? Instagram's changing all the time. That's why you subscribe to the podcast. And um, so you can hear about these updates. By the way, major Instagram update is what the episode is going to be on Thursday of this week. We are talking about a major Instagram update. Just a quick little plug. So be sure you're subscribed. But um, you don't have time for learning. And people don't think to schedule this, all right? But it's so important. You're on five ever-changing platforms that require five different skill sets, and you only have action in your planner. And what that does is it makes you kind of do them all okay. And for the sake of branding, which of these people do you think is has the easiest time branding themselves? Someone with 100,000 followers on Instagram, but no LinkedIn or no YouTube presence, or someone with 15,000 Instagram, 27,000 YouTube, 13,000 LinkedIn, and 5,000 Clubhouse. Who has a harder time branding themselves? It's actually not the person who has a decent size following everywhere. It's the person that's got like that 100K somewhere, or it's this person who's really big somewhere. So that's also like for branding sake, you know, it'd be easier if like Social Bamboo Podcast is number one podcast, right? It doesn't even matter what else I do, right? It, it's better that I'm the number one podcaster in my category than the number four podcaster in my category while being the number 81 YouTuber and the number 71 Clubhouser and the number 43 Pinterester and the uh, 108 TikToker, okay? It's just better to be one somewhere. And a lot of times being one somewhere is easier than being, you know, less than one on all of these other platforms, even though you might have like more, it it will seem like you're more secure, which is good. Like, and you definitely want this diversity. Like I said, you know, you should have them all. You should always have an effort to cross pollinate your social media audiences from one to another, um, mostly though to email list. Okay. That's the other thing. So you need one that finds you new customers, one for keeping in touch with current customers and then email. All right. Email just because it's ever changing. It's a very secure form of contact and you actually own it. Apart from that, once you have, if you're like, all right, Instagram is down. Like I got my strategy. uh, I've got the templates down. I hired someone to help me with it. So now I can actually make sense of it, right? Like now you're giving less time to that platform because you delegated part of it, maybe the entire thing if you can. Or if you're like, you know, I'm still going to do my reels, but I'm going to delegate this part and this part and this part. And that will free up, you know, three to four hours per week. And then now I can add LinkedIn, right? And then you add a new platform and choosing that platform is going to come down to
Hey, bar and grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-host sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby! Uh, where are your customers primarily Two, what kind of content do you like to produce? All right. And this is like super necessary because your customers are usually on all of them. All right. Most cut, most companies answer is like, where are our customers everywhere? They're on every fucking one of those platforms. All right. But there's obviously like certain niches. Like if you're selling clothing and like art, like Instagram, you know, of course is especially great for that more so than LinkedIn. Um, but if you're selling like consulting services, then yeah, LinkedIn might get the advantage there, right? Sometimes it's obvious, but sometimes it's, it's not as obvious. So if it's not obvious, then I would go off of where do I actually want to make content for it? Like, do you like doing text, uh, images or video? Uh, do you like doing audio? Like just you know, what do you like doing? For me, I, I like doing audio. I love that I don't have to worry about what my facial expressions are doing right now <laughs> or watching myself and a reflection of a camera. So like even that switch is good for me. It's more comfortable for me to create this kind of content. So ask yourself this, where am I most valuable? Like where do people find me to be the most valuable? Because that's the only way you're going to get that 100,000 followers. You can't just choose which one you want it on. You have to choose it like which one do I have the most strength on? Okay, so to sum up this episode, I'm going to wrap it up here because I think uh, I've essentially covered all my points here. To have a business, all right, to ha- a business that is going to be the quickest A to B path to you getting sales without doing way too much content production that makes you no money, okay? You have to know that most content that you will post for the first couple of years even has a very small chance to even earn you any money at all right? It's like, oh, that got me a follower. He would never bought anything, right? Like you're doing so much action that doesn't directly translate to income that it's really easy to overdo it and extend out how long it takes your business to start making money and, and look at it that way. Okay. So you say like, where is actually working? Like for me, I honestly think it takes about four times the effort to put out a podcast on YouTube than it does to put out an audio-only podcast. So then basically for me, it comes down to, all right, would you rather put out four podcasts a week audio or one over here? I'm like, well, dang, like four audio would do so much better, better, um, but that's excessive, right? I'm like, I could do two audio and that's still less work just because, I, I mean, I've been basically putting out at least one YouTube video a week since the beginning of the year, okay? So I have not half-assed this at all, um, but I will tell you that thumbnails are difficult. Thumbnails um, don't require a graphic designer. They require um, you to be very clever at marketing. Um, thumbnails are not crazy graphics. It is um, very smart, though. Like, if you really look at um, thumbnails that do extremely well, they're very um, smart. Like they had to really think about how to um, make that clickbait essentially. So like that was a whole new skill set that I thought was going to be a little bit easier to learn. But, you know, I still have like a lot of skill sets that I would need to learn. And if I said, you know what, I need to learn video marketing for my, or I need to get really good on camera for my next business idea either way, then I actually would still value YouTube. I would still be on YouTube here. That's just a random little thing, but it's so important to mention 
if you kind of have an idea of what you might want to be doing in 10 years, then you can start to know what skills you would need in 10 years and make sure that you acquire them through whatever you're doing now. So if I knew in 10 years, I want to just be create, creating so many video courses, or I want to be a YouTuber, like this is, I'm born to be behind camera. Even if it would make sense for me to do the podcast now, I actually, like the double down on the podcast and take off the video, I wouldn't do that. I would stick to where I was because I need to be gaining the video skill set. And YouTube would eventually hit. Okay, I, I'm not thinking that YouTube wouldn't eventually work for me, but I still can see that doubling down on the podcast, something that already is definitely working for me that I don't have to keep my fingers crossed and wait for that video to go viral and not really have control over my business. It's such a long-term play, which is great. Um, you know, It's not like those YouTube videos are going anywhere, so they might do well over time too. I have quite a bit over there um, that I've published, but that would be the one other thing. Like If I was trying to get the skill of being on video or creating thumbnails, then I would also stick with it even if the results didn't make the most sense. You know, ultimately guys, your business being better is it's a lot e- easier to make your business better by subtraction than addition. Is what I'm trying to say. Subtracting things you're doing that aren't working and doubling down where it is working is the easiest move that you can make right now that it has a 100% chance of working. Let me say that same exact phrase again. I'm going to turn this shit into a quote. <laughs> Rem- fuck <laughs> what did I say uh, <laughs> subtracting from your business has a much higher chance uh fuck I have no idea what I said but you get <laughs> I'm gonna go back to the episode and listen to what I said but it's basically you removing things from your business that aren't working and doubling down on things that are working has a 100% chance to work out for you and you can literally do it right now okay so just know what you are maybe giving up by giving up these things that aren't working for you, right? Because then you say, well, will it work someday? And the answer to that is almost always yes, which is scary, right? Because we're entrepreneurs, we're optimistic by default. So we're like, of course, I'll get there, right? But then you can ask, how long till I get there? Do I honestly think? And also, how many more skills would I have to gain in order for me to get there? And also, how easy would it be for me to delegate um, and find some extra help for this in the future too. So like on YouTube, you know, I could see that, yeah, I'm going to have to do another video a week for the entire rest of the year. And that will either bring me to about a thousand subscribers, or if I get a couple videos to hit, you know, two to 5,000, um, if I, if I do pretty well, it's like realistic numbers if I'm really looking at it. Um, but then I can also see, okay, well, what if I put that effort here and here and here, what would that do? So just know that you're not in a business of, do I think I can eventually make this work? Because the answer is always going to be yes. You are in business to find out what is my best idea and do your best idea because you're going to have so many good ideas. So like, I think that's a lot of really what um, you know quicker success is. All of your ideas that you're having have a chance to work, all right? Especially with how confident you are in yourself being a business owner and acting on your ideas uh, with, you know, like financially backing your ideas, right? That's the ultimate definition of, of having confidence in your ideas right there. You need to focus on what is my best idea, okay? And then do that, double down there. So um, go back to that 
part of the episode where I had that cool quote that I can't remember. Um, but that's the main, main, main point I'm trying to make. The easiest way to scale your business right now is not by adding new things. It's if you already have things that are working, okay? that That's the key part. As long as you already have things that you know are working, subtract things around it, double down there. That should work out well for you. That concludes this episode, guys. I will see you in two days to announce a brand new Instagram feature. So make sure you subscribe. This is a way that you can get paid just for posting on Instagram without anything to sell. So influencers, you're going to love this, but it's going to be applicable to everyone. So I will see you then.